Psalm chapter 119, part 1 of 3. In this episode, we're going to go through verses 1 through 56. This chapter has 176 verses, so we're going to cover it in three episodes. Every stanza in this song represents a different letter of the alphabet. So whenever I come to the beginning of a stanza, I'll let you know what letter of the alphabet that stanza is for and what that letter means. Verse 1, Aleph. Aleph is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it stands for animal, or more specifically, animal sacrifice, which is the lamb. Jesus is the lamb that was slain to take us out of sin and to redeem us. Oh, the happiness of those perfect in the way they are walking in the law of Jehovah. When we obey his commands and we forgive others, we are walking in perfection. So you don't have to be physically perfect. You don't have to be mentally perfect or emotionally perfect. You just need to obey the laws of the Lord. 2. Oh, the happiness of those keeping his testimonies. With the whole heart they seek him. 3. Yea, they have not done iniquity. In his ways they have walked. When you continually walk in the commandments of God, it gives you joy and happiness and wholeness because you don't have emotional baggage and psychological baggage that comes with sin. You don't have to carry those burdens because you're walking in his ways. And also because you're dying to yourself on a regular daily basis, you don't have a bunch of demons because the demons live in our flesh, which is our earthly desires. So when we die to ourselves, we're burying those demons as well. 4. Thou hast commanded us thy precepts to keep diligently. 5. Oh, that my ways were prepared to keep thy statutes. The Lord has commanded us to obey him in both the Old and the New Testament. It isn't true that because Jesus obeyed the Father that you and I don't have to. He died to transform our lives so that we can walk in righteousness and we can obey him too. He didn't die to keep us in sin. Otherwise, there'd be no reason for him to go to the cross. 6. Then I am not ashamed in my looking unto thy commands. When we follow his commands by faith, then we won't have to be ashamed of our sins. 7. I confess thee with uprightness of heart in my learning the judgments of thy righteousness. By practicing obedience we learn discipline, and we learn who the Lord is and how great his judgments are. It's when you can resist stealing that you understand how important it is to care for others and not want to take from them. That's how you develop the character of the Lord, is by resisting sin. 8. Thy statutes I keep, leave me not utterly. It's saying, don't leave us, Lord, we want to obey you and walk with you. 9. Beth. This is the second letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And Beth stands for a house or a tabernacle. When we walk in Christ, we are tabernacling with him. He's in us, and we are in him. And ultimately, if we continue walking with him for the rest of our lives, one day we will tabernacle with him eternally in heaven. A tabernacle is a tent or a dwelling. 
Now, all of these letters symbolize something because they look like something. The Aleph has a look to it that's similar to an animal. The Beth has a look to it that's similar to a house. Kind of like Chinese writing or Egyptian hieroglyphics, the letters actually symbolize a picture of something. With what doth a young man purify his path to observe according to thy word? The only way for you and I to have a pure heart is if we obey the commands of the Lord. This cannot be done by willpower. We can't force ourselves to be good. Many people have tried and it never works. The only way that we can obey the Lord is by faith alone. 10. With all my heart I have sought thee. Let me not err from thy commands. That means don't let me go astray from your commands. Every time King David prays, he asks the Lord to cause him to obey and cause him to have a right mind and a right heart. He understood that we only can obey by grace, the grace of God, through faith. We can't do anything on our own willpower. King David understood this. He was powerless to obey the Lord by his own strength, and so am I and so are you. It takes faith and the grace of God for us to obey. And that's why we pray for ourselves. Jesus prayed for himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he also prayed for himself when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. I pray for myself regularly that the Lord will keep me in the faith. And King David prayed for himself regularly, and so did the Apostle Paul. They all spoke of it. 11. In my heart I have hid thy saying, that I sin not before thee. We want to carry the law of God in our heart. We want it to become part of our identity and ingrained in us so that we will never forget. And we do that two ways, by constantly hearing it when we read the word and also by constantly practicing it on a daily basis. The more we practice obedience, the more it becomes a part of who we are. 12. Blessed art thou, O Jehovah, teach me thy statutes. He's saying, teach me your laws. There is a theme here. Every verse pretty much has been about obeying the Lord and how important it is. It's by obeying the Lord that we learn to love him, because then we understand his perspective and why he gave us his laws and who he is that we give us these laws. Obedience. That's how we become a friend of God, and Jesus told us this in the New Testament. 13. With my lips I have recounted all the judgments of thy mouth. With our voice we speak the truths of the Lord and his commandments. The more we say it out loud, the more we learn it and understand it and can better teach it to others. So practice. 14. In the way of thy testimonies I have joyed as over all wealth. He says, I am as joyful about what you have done, Lord, as if it were money. Some people get excited over silver and gold, but King David got excited about the things that the Lord had done. 15. In thy precepts I meditate, and I behold attentively thy paths. We concentrate and focus on the Lord. This doesn't mean that we're in a trance. It just means that we're thinking about him, we're always trying to get to know him, we're always fascinated by what he has done and what he has said. It's a continual daily fascination with the Lord and an awe 
of the Lord. 16. In thy statutes I delight myself, I do not forget thy word. There is nothing more intriguing than the word of the Lord and the life of Jesus and everything that he's done and all of the miracles of God. 17. Gimel. Gimel is the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It means camel, and it symbolizes that Christ has carried the burden of sin for us. He carried it on the cross, and he has liberated us from the bondage and the burden of sin if we look to him and put our whole faith in him. Sadly, in a lot of churches, they teach you that you can't stop sinning, and that isn't true. Your flesh cannot stop sinning, and that's why Paul told us in the New Testament to crucify the flesh on a daily basis, and that's why Jesus told us to pick up our cross and follow him. Picking up your cross means denying yourself. When you don't deny yourself, you're compelled to sin, but we all have a choice to make. We can deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow Christ because he made the way to carry that burden for us. Really, it's Christ in you carrying your cross. It isn't you doing it alone. And he liberates us from the bondage of sin because the sinful nature is in the flesh. So if the flesh is crucified, you're not carrying it anymore. And that's why Christians have so much freedom and liberty. The flesh that kept us in bondage is gone. It's buried. 18. Uncover mine eyes, and I behold wonders out of thy law. When we read the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Exodus, we saw so many wonders in God's law. And it was amazing to read those books and learn how kind the Lord is toward us. 19. A sojourner I am on earth, hide not from me thy commands. That's why we read the Bible. You really do want to know what the commands of the Lord are, because that is life to us. Jesus said, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And Jesus Christ, alive inside of us, fulfills the law. 20. Broken hath my soul for desire unto thy judgments at all times. David, who I believe is the writer of this psalm, or at least he wrote parts of it, he is saying that he is in love with the Lord. It says, broken hath my soul, and that's how you feel when you're in love with somebody. You're broken over them. He loves the judgments of the Lord, because the Lord takes care of the weak. 21. Thou hast rebuked the cursed proud, who are erring from thy commands. The Lord rebukes those who are arrogant. 22. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for thy testimonies I have kept. He's asking for forgiveness, saying, I'm obeying you, so please forgive me for what I've done wrong in the past. None of us are perfect. All of us have sinned. We can walk in righteousness today, but we still need forgiveness for yesterday. 23. Princes also sat, against me they spoke, thy servant doth meditate in thy statutes. King David says, when other people slander me or verbally attack me, I just think about your law, and I get comfort from thinking about your law. When you're having a bad day, open the Bible and read it. When you're depressed or lonely or confused, open the Bible and read it. I can't tell you how many times 
that confusion has left me when I started reading the Word of God. There's been many times that I had emotional turmoil, but when I opened the Bible, it all dispelled. 24. Thy testimonies also are my delight, the men of my counsel. Our counselor is the Word of God, who is Jesus Christ, and he counsels us by his Word. 25. Daleth. Daleth is the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Daleth means door, and Jesus said that he is the door, he is the way to the Father. We have to go through Jesus Christ to enter into the kingdom of heaven, and if we don't go through him, there is no other door. We can't go through Buddha, we can't go through good works, we can't go through Muhammad, we can't go through the Mormon church, or even our hometown church. Even if it's a good church, the church will never save us. We can't go through Mary, or being a Red Cross volunteer, or a volunteer firefighter, or whatever it is. None of that will save us, only Jesus Christ. Cleaved to the dust hath my soul, quicken me according to thy word. Quicken means to make alive, and he's saying, I am about to die, bring me back to life with your word. If you're in your lowest point and you feel like you're about to die, what you need is the word of God. Even in the New Testament, it said to the poor, the gospel was preached. It didn't say to the poor, we handed out money. It says to the poor, the gospel was preached, because when we're at our lowest, it's the gospel that we need. 26. My ways I have recounted, and thou answerest me. Teach me thy statutes. That's a repeat of an earlier line, so it's probably a chorus. 27. The way of thy precepts cause me to understand, and I meditate in thy wonders. Again, that sounds like the chorus repeating. 28. My soul hath dropped from affliction. Establish me according to thy word. And that says, now I'm no longer afflicted. I'm getting established in your word. You know, when we stand on the word of God, we're standing on a solid rock. We will not fall. 29. The way of falsehood turn aside from me, and with thy law favor me. Don't allow me to be deceived. We can get deceived so easily. I have been deceived by false doctrine before. I've been deceived by con artists and manipulators before. It can happen to any of us, and that's why we should always be in prayer. Because prayer will steer us back into the right direction. And the Holy Spirit will deliver us from that deception that we're falling into. 30. The way of faithfulness I have chosen, thy judgments I have compared. He actually considers and analyzes and thinks about the law of God so that he can apply it to his own life. So he's chosen to be faithful as the Lord is faithful, and he compares the judgments of God to the judgments of men so that he can discern between the two. 31. I have adhered to thy testimonies. O Jehovah, put me not to shame. One of the testimonies of God is that he brought the flood. A lot of people don't believe that God brought the flood, and those people don't believe his testimonies. If we don't believe all of his testimonies, we really don't believe him. 32. The way of thy commands I run, for thou dost enlarge my heart. He's saying, when I run, you make my heart bigger. You're giving me more strength. 33. He, 
He is the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. This is the fifth letter, and it means window. Through a window, we see sunlight or any kind of light. And the Lord has made a way for us to see his light through any dark place that we're in and through our wilderness journey on this earth. He is the light that we're seeing through that window. Show me, O Jehovah, the way of thy statutes, and I keep it to the end. Show me your commandments, and I will obey you to the end. That's the only vow that we should make to the Lord, and we have to keep it. 34. Cause me to understand, and I keep thy law, and observe it with a whole heart. The reason we're reading the Bible is because we really want to understand what his law is. That way, once we understand it, we can keep it. Did you know that a lot of people sin because they don't know that they're sinning? They've never read the Bible. And some of the things that people do, they don't even realize it's wrong. Certain things are obviously wrong, like hitting somebody or cussing. But there's other things people do that they don't know are wrong, like watching a rated R movie. But if they would read the law of God, then they would know. 35. Cause me to tread in the path of thy commandments for in it I have delighted. We get joy from obeying the Lord. I am so happy and fulfilled and whole because of obedience to the Lord compared to my life before when I didn't obey the Lord and I was broken, miserable, depressed, confused, had loads of anxiety, self-hate, bitterness toward others. I was a mess when I was walking in sin. But now that I walk in obedience, I have joy and completeness. 36. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies, and not unto dishonest gain. Let us not be profiteers, people who are always taking advantage of others, but let us listen to the testimonies of the Lord, read his books, and learn what he has done, and then we won't want to take advantage of other people. 37. Remove mine eyes from seeing vanity. In thy way quicken thou me. Let us not be obsessed with how we look or how we present to the world. Let us not be obsessed with material possessions or intellect or skills and talents or accomplishments. Instead, let us have the life of the Lord in us. That's what quicken means. 38. Establish to thy servant thy saying, that is, concerning thy fear. The Lord is fearful. He created us and he can destroy us in a heartbeat. That is a fearful God and that is the only God who could bring us to heaven eternal. We don't want a weak God. If God was a doormat and you didn't have to be afraid of him, he wouldn't be able to put you in heaven forever. He wouldn't have that kind of power. We want a powerful God who can put us in hell or heaven. That's the God that we can trust and feel secure in. 39. Remove my reproach that I have feared, for thy judgments are good. And again, he's asking for forgiveness, so I believe this could be part of the chorus repeating. 40. Lo, I have longed for thy precepts, in thy righteousness quicken thou me. That's another repeat line. He says, Make me alive in your righteousness. Righteousness is Jesus Christ, and we're alive when he's alive in us. I'm talking about spiritual life. 41. Wa, or Vav. This is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. 
This means hook. He is gathering us together just as you would gather things together with a hook. He is gathering us toward him to be part of his family. And meet me doth thy kindness, O Jehovah, thy salvation according to thy saying. He is so kind, and he has hooked me in because of his kindness. 42. And I answer him who is reproaching me a word, for I have trusted in thy word. We don't have to worry about worldly rebukes. If it's a godly rebuke, we should listen. But we don't have to worry about worldly rebukes, such as, Oh, your voice is no good, or you're too fat. Those are worldly rebukes, and we can ignore those. 43. And thou takest not utterly away from my mouth the word of truth, because for thy judgment I have hoped. Because we hope in his judgments and his law, he will cause us to remember it. 44. And I keep thy law continually to the age and forever. In heaven, everybody obeys the commandments of God. And if you want to go to heaven, learn the commandments now and get ready for your eternal future. 45. And I walk habitually in a broad place for thy precepts I have sought. In the Bible, a broad place sometimes means a safe place, and that's what it means in this verse. We walk in safety when we walk in the commandments of the Lord. Demons will always attack us from the outside when we're following the Lord. Satan attacked Jesus when he was fasting and praying, and Satan attacked Job when he was obeying the Lord and praying for his children. So there will always be attacks from the outside, but when you're living in sin, the demons are inside you. And they're attacking from within. So they have voices. They tell you evil things like they tell you to hate yourself, hate others, don't have faith, don't trust anybody, and lies like that. Or they make you obsess about sex or obsess about your looks or whatever. When we are following the Lord, we don't have those demons attacking from within. We still have them coming from the outside. But when you're walking in sin, you're getting attacked from the inside and the outside. You're not in a broad place. You're not in a safe place when you're walking in sin. 46. And I speak of thy testimonies before kings, and I am not ashamed. Because we have learned to walk in the path of the Lord, we gain spiritual boldness so that we can talk to others about him, even when people scowl at us or, or say, oh no, that's against the law, you can't do that. Or when people freak out and start screaming, we can still boldly speak about Christ because we know him, and that gives us boldness. 47. And I delight myself in thy commands that I have loved. Again, it is delightful to obey the Lord. It makes you feel so good to know that you're pleasing Him and that you're free of demons and that you're living a pure life and you don't have anything to fear. It's very fulfilling. 48. And I lift up my hands unto thy commands that I have loved, and I do meditate on thy statutes. It was so fun to read the book of Leviticus because we could meditate on the commandments of God. And his commandments are so precious and beautiful. They taught us kindness to animals, kindness to our spouse, kindness to our children, kindness to the community. And it was just amazing, all of the beauty that is in the Lord's law. 49. Zane. 
Zain is the seventh letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it means sword. A sword represents power. In the book of Revelation, Jesus will come with a sword that comes straight out of his mouth. The word of God is called a two-edged sword that cuts through bone and marrow. When people hear the word of God, it cuts straight into their soul. So his word is power. Remember the word to thy servant on which thou hast caused me to hope. We hope in that power from God, which is his word. 50. This is my comfort in mine affliction, that thy saying hath quickened me. We get life through the word of God. 51. The proud have utterly scorned me. From thy law I have not turned aside. Even though arrogant people make fun of us because they hate the Lord and they hate his law, we will not turn aside from his law. 52. I remembered thy judgments of old, O Jehovah, and I comfort myself. We are comforted by his law. His law is so beautiful. 53. Horror hath seized me because of the wicked forsaking thy law. We're horrified at what the wicked people are doing in this earth. They're killing children. They're raping children. They're manipulating DNA and doing all kinds of wickedness. There's sex trafficking, and there's pornography, all kinds of murder across the world. It's just hideous what is going on. 54. Songs have been to me thy statutes in the house of my sojournings. So our comfort is in the law of God, because the law of God is safety and love for everybody. The horrifying things that are going on, we are sheltered from it by obeying his law. 55. I have remembered in the night thy name, O Jehovah, and I do keep thy law. When we lay down in bed at night, we should think of the Lord. 56. This hath been to me that thy precepts I have kept. That is the end of one-third of the book of Psalm 119. In the next episode, we will read the second part, which is verses 57 through 104. And then after that, we'll do another episode where we conclude the book of Psalm 119.